0: Hi, Why Weddings family. Welcome back to another episode of Why Weddings Traditions, Trends, and Tips for the Modern Couple. Today's interview is my last pre-COVID interview. I was able to meet up with author, speaker, and my good friend Alan Berg before everything shut down in Las Vegas. Alan has worked in and around the wedding industry for many years, publishing not one but two wedding magazines, working for both the Knot and Wedding Wire. And speaking and working with wedding professionals, helping them help you create your vision. We cover a little bit of everything in this episode, from letting your guests in on the why of your wedding to reasons you should personalize your ceremony, how to choose the right vendors for you, and even some tips on celebrating after the wedding is over. Now, on to the show and my interview with Mr. Alan Berg. Welcome to the Why Weddings podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding. Welcome to Why Wedding's podcast. It is my pleasure to have on the podcast today, Mr. Alan Berg.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: So good. I'm so excited that this was able to work out. Alan and I met just a year ago. Gosh, it feels like (laughs) I've known you forever.
1: (laughs) In a good way? In a good way. Okay, good.
0: Always in a good way. (laughs) But we met about a year ago at the Mobile mobile Beat, Mm -hmm. and Alan has worked for... Wedding wire, the knot. Um.
1: I published my own wedding magazines years ago. So, yeah. so
0: he knows a thing or two about the wedding industry.
1: Now, now I do. <laughs> when I got married, I didn't. When, when I got married, I like to say that I was the guy on the cake. You know that little cake topper guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, my my fiance told me where to show up, and <laughs> and I did because uh, well, we were 22 when we got engaged. It was 23 when I got married. So oh wow, um, it was very much her wedding. Uh-huh. Not my wedding, which was a kind of a traditional thing to do at the time, and not so much now, which is really cool. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how much input she wanted from me. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, let me let me, let me sidetrack here, since nobody knows me here. I will be married 37 years in May.
0: That is so so great. And my congratulations! My, thank you. My
1: sister got married the year before, so she's going to be married 38 years. My parents made it one month shy of 65 years. Wow. Um, And, you know, kind of the whole purpose here with the why, the one thing that nobody really told me when we got married was that there were two things going on that day. We were getting married. Uh Uh-huh. And then we were going to celebrate that with our friends and family. And I think that gets lost on a lot of couples. Um, You know, again, the ceremony for us was a formality. Mm Mm-hmm and we were a um, a mixed religion marriage so we had a rabbi and a minister and it's funny the minister made us come to his office and sit with him and and the rabbi's like you know where do i show up and when you know that was was it
0: so the minister was very indicative of your wife to be and her no no No. he
1: was indicative of himself of himself yeah my wife's family was not very religious but, but we were going to have both faiths represented and that's about as personalized as we got. Okay. And I think about now, because I have so many friends and clients who are officiants who are doing amazing ceremonies. I mean, the personalization that they're doing. And, you know, I've been to weddings where, you know, they, they take you on a journey in this, uh, you know, you know with, between your own vows and just between the officiant to, who, who can do it just an amazing job of bringing yep. that out. And we didn't have that. We had a, you know, will you, will you, do you, do you, stomp the glass. Let's go eat.
0: Sign the papers. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and I, I look back on that and that got missed. And yeah. I And I tell people that I know that are getting married, don't miss that. Because there's no law in this country that says you have to have a party. Right. We have a party because we celebrate the one and only time that we are going to get married. Yep. And for many of us, that's it. You know, we like we like to say in our family we don't believe in divorce. Yep. We believe in murder. <laughs> <laughs> and if she wants me gone, there's it's not like out of the house. You know, so I just want to be right. worth more alive. That, that's that's yes. that's my goal here. Just be worth more alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really high standard there. Yeah. Really high bar.
1: Yeah. Now and again with us, um, our third date was my seventeenth birthday. Wow. So you know we're together a very long time, and yet. When I'm home and I travel a lot, when, when I'm home, we're the, you know, the, I don't say we're the old couple, but we're the, we're the couple walking through the supermarket holding hands.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. You know,
1: in 36 plus years married because I like her. You know, I don't just love her, but I like her and I want to be with her. And the most important thing is your relationship. And we're empty nesters now. So we have two sons and two millennial sons, but they're out of the house now.
0: Congratulations.
1: Uh, thank you. And and all student loans are paid off. Congratulations
0: know, but, again. That's what, a big one. Actually,
1: the student loans I had to pay off were paid <laughs> off. My <laughs> older son put himself through his MBA at NYU, and he's going to be paying that off for a while. But okay. he's got a really good job, so he can do that. Okay. But but not yeah. <laughs> but we we told our sons that we would pay for four years of undergrad. We, we were going to say we we're going to pay for college, but I, I qualified that because <laughs> I had friends who did the five, six, seven year program, and yep. like no, we're going to go with four over there. Uh, but so this that idea of the personalization of the ceremony now maybe it's not important to everybody yep but i think it should be mm-hmm. because when you have that ability to express your why to your betrothed yes. how about, how's that for a word For your your betrothed and you sh- let us in on that when we get to be there so you know side note always have ceremony sound because the people in the first row can hear you but the people in row 12 can't
0: well so. and if it's outdoors and super windy sometimes even the people in the first row can't hear exactly. you. exactly
1: so exactly but I've been I've been to both and I'm sure you've been to both as well yes. both both as a professional and as a guest and when you're sitting back there and people wrote their own vows and you see the emotion on their face and you're like what what did, what did he say
0: it must be really beautiful
1: yeah so so don't don't miss that because yeah. that is the marriage, that is the license, that is the marriage, and that is the part that long after the party is gone, that's what's important, you know, yep, um you know, I remember my sister about her tenth anniversary, she said, "Oh, we're going to renew our vows, <laughs> and being the the younger brother, I said, "I didn't realize they expired." <laughs> she didn't it, think that was funny,
0: <laughs> but it's really true it it's true I mean, if you want to make additional vows, I think that's a different right idea then oh well we need to renew renew our vows
1: and I see people that do it and I I believe it and you're bringing people your children in and I think think that's really really beautiful and it's
0: probably semantics but it is
1: and my wife and I I think we just choose to express our relationship to each other in a different way yeah Um, we don't celebrate Hallmark holidays so Valentine's Day Mother's Day things like that we celebrate that I was in a store on a Tuesday and saw something I think she'd like. <laughs> and that's more important because I thought about her, not because an outside force said I needed to think about her. Yep. And it's not to say that we don't necessarily do something, you know. Every, yeah. every time we say we're not going to do anything, one of us will. Like, she bought me a card on one of the, I think it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> And the two of us are like, I said, oh, I didn't get a card. She said, I didn't get a card either. I said, okay. And then she comes home with a card later. I said, oh, that's not fair. That's not fair because you told me you weren't doing it.
0: I know. I, I had that conversation with Russ. I said, okay, what are we doing for Christmas? And he goes, no, we're not going to do anything big. Like, it's not a big deal. And then he came home with presents. And I went, you changed the script on me.
1: Yeah, see, my wife will buy herself something and say, this is what you're getting me for. <laughs> And then I feel guilty because I didn't get her anything because you buying yourself a present, even if it's with my credit card, (laughs) is still not me buying you a present. Yeah. And um, I I go back to years ago when I was at the Knot, um, because I'm self employed now. So I was at the Knot. And when I would get a bonus, my favorite thing to do would be to buy each of the people in my family a gift because I didn't need anything. If I needed it, I bought it. Yep. And if I wanted it and it was within reason, I bought it. Uh huh. But to buy something for someone else, and and that gift was special. There was something like my younger son's into playing guitar, and I wanted to get him a guitar, but I wanted to get him to tell me which one he wanted without asking him which one he wanted so he wouldn't know that I was buying it for him. Uh huh.
0: Sneaky, sneaky. So
1: we're at a concert. I think it was the Allman Brothers, and at the Beacon Theater in New York, and he's, I don't know, he's like 14, 15 years old, something like that. And there was a, one of the guys was playing a Les Paul guitar. Now I was going to get him a copy of a Les Paul guitar because he was still a teenager. I wasn't buying him a thousands of dollar guitar. Right. He can do that himself yep. later. Yeah. But I knew where I could get because his guitar teacher had this really nice copy kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So he's like, oh, wow, that's a really cool guitar. I said, what kind of guitar would you get? If you were going to go get a guitar, what would you go get? And he's like, oh, i get a Les Paul. I said, oh, okay. I said, that's kind of that sunburst color, that red, yellow, whatever. So What? <laughs> Would would you get like that color? And he's like, oh, no, no. He said, there's a blue. It's a beautiful blue. I said, oh, yeah, blue. Right? Register. So yep. next time I got a bonus, I came home with that. Oh. But that means more, right? That means more to them. That means more to my wife when I do stuff like that. Um, her wedding flowers, the main pop flower was a stargazer lily. Oh, pretty. So... I will get my wife flowers sometimes if i'm in the supermarket like oh there's flowers or in the not, maybe not the gas station but the supermarket <laughs> i do have my limits right um but and then i'll like if i'm talking to her i travel a lot mm-hmm. if i'm talking to her and i can feel she's a little down i will text my florist right
2: yeah
1: and my, my local florist and she's got my credit card on file and i'm like Ann, send some flowers over to cow she needs to brighten her day okay i love that but when i want to make it special there's at least one stargazer lily or maybe all. And, you know, you, you wonder with kids, you wonder, if are they paying attention to any of this? Mm-hmm. Like I realize now, yeah, my parents were a very touchy family. We're a very huggy, touchy kind of a family. My wife and I are that way. Yeah. My older son was going out for dinner with his girlfriend. It was their second anniversary of dating or third anniversary of dating, something like that. And my wife is like, oh, send pictures because you're going to be all dressed up, you know, Uh because he wasn't living at home at the time. And he sends a picture and they're all dressed up and Lena's holding a bouquet of stargazer lilies.
0: Oh, how sweet. Right?
1: That's what matters, right? It's not the price. Yeah. It could have been any flower in the world. Yep. It was that, why? Because that's my mom's favorite flower. Yeah. You know? And you get a little teary when when that happens.
0: You do. Well, and I think I've really loved watching the shift in weddings, even since I've been involved in weddings, of adding those personal touches. Of it's not just roses because it's roses. It's there's something behind it. There's a meaning to it. And right. and I know that we try really hard to share all of those little things with guests, mm-hmm. either through photos or over the microphone because a lot of times your guests aren't aware of, okay, so why is she carrying stargazer lilies in her bouquet? They have no idea. And so to share that with your guests is a really sweet thing. Let let them in on it. Yeah.
1: Let them in on the why, you know, that that's the thing is, why did you invite these people? Right. Right. We, I remember, you know, there was the three groups of people. There was my parents' guests, my in-laws' guests, and our guests, right? Yep. And I remember having this conversation about some third cousin, whatever. My mother's (laughs) like, you should invite. I was like, if I haven't seen them in 10 years. Yeah. And not because they live in Alaska, right? But I haven't seen them in 10 years, and we could have. They don't need to be at the wedding. Yeah. But then there were people that are out of town that I wanted to be there because they were important to me. And yes, we're going to invite them, even if I haven't seen them, because, all right, so they live in four states away. Maybe that's why I haven't seen them. Right. But I do want them to be there, and I do want to share that with them. And I remember Colin Cowie. I don't know if you've ever spoken about Colin Cowie here. So Colin Cowie did Seinfeld's wedding, and he's a celebrity planner and all this kind of stuff. And when I started working for The Knot, one of the first things I did was speak at an event at the boathouse in Central Park. And Colin Cowie was the keynote speaker, and then I was on a panel right before that with the publisher of Brides Magazine, or Brides Magazine, and the editor, I should say. And I remember him saying back then, and he does like million dollars, multi-million dollar weddings. Yeah. And he says to his couples, this is your first chance as a married couple to host a party for your friends and family, right? Yeah which is a whole different way of looking at the reception than the way people look at it, which is like, this is a party about us. Well, if you invited people to your house, what food would you serve? Yeah. What they like to eat and what music would you play the music that they like to listen to. Mm -hmm. And you would say, I want to have these people enjoy the time at our home. Right. And this is kind of an extension of your home and it's, that you serve the food for them. Now, I, when I'm uh, doing consulting for caterers, I say, why don't you ask a question? Is there always a certain dish on the table at a family function? And maybe it's Nonna's meatballs, or maybe it's Bubby's matzo balls, or whatever, whatever it is, right? Yep. And would that be a good idea to have it come out, you know, in addition to whatever's going on, and all of a sudden Nona's meatballs come out, and you announce... This is known as meatballs because for five generations at every wedding, there's been known as meatballs and we're not going to stop that now. And now it's not a meatball. Right. Now it's known as meatball, right? Mm -hmm. And those type of things change the dynamic from it's just there and eight people know about it.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll be back after a short break. Hey guys, this segment is brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events, DJ and Photography Services. They bring special moments to life by collaborating with their couples and celebrating their love. Entertaining the Wasatch Front and clients worldwide, Pal Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Now, back to the show.
1: Which, little side note, isn't it funny how two people choose the food for the 150 <laughs> and historically the two people least likely to eat are those two people. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you know I I defer to caterers when I choose catering right because they're the experts yeah and I say you know what chef's choice I mm-hmm. want the chef I want whatever her latest and greatest dish is that's what I want unless I need none as meatballs or bubbies whatever or haggis or no, don't have haggis. <laughs> But something, right? Well, maybe you know haggis. I'm going to Scotland in a couple of weeks. Maybe haggis. Yeah, maybe you know, haggis. Maybe haggis. Just make it optional. There you go. Vegetarian <laughs> haggis, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> I actually saw that on a menu recently. Really? Yeah. I'm sure it's nothing to do with haggis, but just look like it. But whatever. It's, okay.
0: Looked like it. Probably same seasonings. Maybe. Still not trying it. <laughs> yeah, still I don't. Not, still not trying it. I don't blame it. you. I can't quite get past that one. There is <laughs> not
1: enough scotch to make me make me do that. Uh, but when you get into those those little details, those little personalization things, and do let people in on it. Uh, I remember going to a wedding, a woman that worked for me as a salesperson at The Knot, and big Boston Red, Red Sox fans, huge Red Sox fans. And it was a smaller wedding. Uh, they were paying for it themselves. They were not uh, not older, but not, yeah. Maybe, again, maybe they were mid-30s, maybe okay. not even. So maybe a little older than average, but, you know. But not by much. But not by much. It was a small wedding. And go to the wedding, and the name cards, the table cards, looked like tickets to the ball game at Fenway Park.
0: That's amazing. And there
1: were peanuts and Cracker Jacks on that table. And then when you went to your table, the tables were named Green Monster, Yawkey Way, Lansdowne Street, uh, Center Field, Right Field, Pitcher's (laughs) Mound, whatever. Cute, right? So cute. And the groom's cake was Fenway. Oh, so those little details and everybody know everybody there knew that they're big Red Sox fans. Right. And the dog wasn't at the reception, but they did take pictures and he had a Red Sox bandana on, of course. And of course. And there you go. So that personalization, that was them. That was them. And I think we've all been to weddings and seen weddings where you, you don't know why. Right. Like why these things, why these? Now, you know, if they, it's their school colors and the mascot comes in, you get a pretty good idea what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> but otherwise, you don't know why. You know, yeah. What is it that they like? What is it that they're into? And why is that? Rep- why is it not represented here? Or tell me why it's represented here.
0: Right. Well, I think, I mean, we talk so much about all of the little things that go into a wedding reception. And I loved circling all the way back that really two things do happen on your wedding day. And the ceremony, which kind of sets the tone for it all, I mean, without that, you're just throwing a really expensive party. Uh, right. And then to have that, that reception and have those moments of, of letting everybody in on the secret. Let, I mean, everybody hasn't been there f- throughout your courtship. There are some people that haven't even met your spouse until this day. Um, In fact, I was reading in, I have um, a wedding planning etiquette book by the Emily Post Institute. Yes, I went went straight to the etiquette source. But she, they shared a, a letter in there that I shared in one of our blog posts where this woman, an aunt, traveled 600 miles to come see her niece get married, had never met her fiancé or her husband, and they didn't have a receiving line. This was an argument of having some sort of receiving line, but they didn't have a receiving line. The couple never made it to their table, and this aunt and her 94-year-old mother, so the grandmother of the, the bride, never got to see the couple, and you know, they travel all that way. They're excited. They want to be part of it. And so there, I think there are some things that you can do too because everybody talks about the dreaded receiving line. They all hate it. We're all trying to figure out the best way to do it. and But I think you can be creative in letting them in on who you guys are as a couple.
1: Well, I mean, you think about something like that. If they knew they're traveling this far, they haven't met, 94 years old, Couldn't they have met the day before? Right. Couldn't they have met around the rehearsal dinner? Yes. Or something like that, right? I mean, you can can do those things if you take yourself out of it and say, this isn't just about us. Right. It is because of you, Mm -hmm. but it is not about you. Right. And the ceremony is all about you. Yep. And that's going to be that half hour, 45 minutes, hour, whatever. And then the rest of it is where you spend all this time and money planning. Right. I, I remember going to a wedding of a DJ. And I was expecting this big dance party. Uh-huh. Now, small wedding, at maybe 100 people. There were at least seven DJs there, not including the DJ who was DJing. <laughs> so I knew all these DJs there. And I rem- and they had a, uh, a guy who was like my, uh, Frank Sinatra, Michael Buble singer. Okay. Amazing, amazing. Apparently he was a jerk, but he was amazing. Because <laughs> I said to the DJ, I said, he's really good. He goes, yeah, and he's a jerk. So... <laughs> But he was, he was amazing. That was important to them. Why? They live in Pennsylvania. They love New York City. They would go into New York. So your table card was this little clay cartoony New York taxi with a metal thing that came up that held your thing on there. Oh, nice. Which is still sitting on my desk, right? Uh-huh. But that's them. Yep. They had three food carts, right? And I yeah. did air quotes here because one of them was representing Little Italy, one was representing Chinatown, and one was representing like uh, the hot dog carts or whatever, something like that. Again, everybody knows they love New York. That was all about it. What was interesting about this wedding is there was the least amount of dance time that I've ever had at a wedding, and it was a DJ's wedding. But I've never, ever at a wedding had a conversation with the wedding couple at least four times. Wow. And we were only one pair of guests. Yeah. And at least four times that night, we talked to them. Not like, hi, how are you? Here's the envelope, right? But talked It's like wow and that's what they wanted and when i said to the dj um which is big daddy i think you know big Uh daddy and big daddy's like um i would have the whole dance floor like full and sweaty right now but they don't want that yeah and therefore he wasn't doing it because it wasn't his party right it was their party
0: well i think that's a great point about vendors when you're talking to vendors or potential vendors it's really not their day it's not their wedding it's not their party it's not their friends or their families i mean yep. sometimes it is so so kind of
1: pet peeve yes the do not playlist. yeah i have a pet peeve okay I, i'm not a dj i don't play one on tv okay <laughs> going back to the fact go to the food two people choose the food for 150 people yeah and then they're probably not going to eat much of it right right to say that i don't want this song played it's not going to ruin your day. I don't want line dances. You know what? I like the electric slide. (laughs) I like the cupid shuffle. Mm -hmm. I will, I will do the cha-cha shuffle. I I will be out there teaching it with people. (laughs) And yes, I'm a middle-aged man, but that's okay because I will have fun doing it. Me and all the ladies there because all of your cousins and aunts will be on the dance floor. Yes. So once again, if you think about, is this for you or is this for them? Yes, you should have songs played that you want. Yes. Assuming that they're appropriate for a wedding. <laughs> yes. But you should also have songs that your guests are going to want. You should have songs that your guests are going to have fun with. And I'm sure Russ can attest to this. I don't know. Have Has he ever played the electric slide and nobody danced?
0: We're looking at him. Have you ever played the electric slide and nobody danced? He's shaking his head yes. Okay.
2: Rare?
1: Pretty rare pretty rare rare. or pretty rare right now again you could play some country line dance thing and I don't know the dance I'll probably still get out there and look like a fool but Uh the people doing are having more fun than the people watching so
0: exactly that a
1: long time ago yep Um, but again I think you can have certain songs if you say absolutely don't because it reminds me of my ex boyfriend right good with that or if it's a second marriage and I don't want my first marriage song played I'm good with that yeah but I think that should be limited to very few for very good reasons. Right. Um, because there's going mean, to be an awful lot of songs played, and that song is not going to ruin your life, and it's not going to ruin your wedding. and Yeah. you know. So, I'm, And
0: so. if it gets your, your grandparents up on the dance floor That's right. who claim that they don't dance, but that song comes on, right. then, I mean, I have always said as a photographer, people ask me, since I do both photography and DJing, they ask me which I like better. And I go, well, they're two different animals. I go, DJs and masters of ceremony create the moments. And the photographer gets to capture them. Right. I go, I can't capture what doesn't happen. Right. And so when talking with your potential vendors, I mean, we always encourage our clients to ask them, you know, this is my vision. Can you ex- execute my vision? And then also if you don't want to go to dinner with them or you don't want to hang out with them not that you're going to but <laughs> but if you don't have that desire to like spend time with that person don't hire them on your wedding day because it's not their day
1: right well it, again you, it, you said it perfectly there's two different skills going on there yeah I always say that the difference between a photographer and a wedding photographer is knowing what's gonna happen and knowing where to look yep you're you're capturing the shot because you knew that moment was gonna happen, whereas a talented photographer knows how to use the camera but didn't know that was gonna happen and missed it.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: Remember videographer friend of mine, John Goolsby, he he did a homecoming thing, Mm -hmm. and the next year the school hired him back and they said, listen, we want you to come back, it was great, but please don't start the wave in the stands again. He said, I didn't start the wave in the stands. (laughs) And they said well you must have because you caught it from before it started he said no I know what it looks like when people are trying to get the wave going so I filmed that and caught the whole way where other people miss it and then the wave starts uh-huh. and then they miss the beginning of the wave so the fact that he caught the beginning they thought he actually made it happen
0: <laughs> no. Well, I remember Russ and I just this last season we did a wedding together he was DJing and I was doing the photography And it was super windy up the canyon, and this bride had a really long, gorgeous veil, and it was just getting caught in the wind, and just beautiful, beautiful images. And I happened to be standing kind of behind her to get the groom's reaction, right as the wind kicked up and took the veil out of the bride's hair. And I have the entire series of this veil going up the side of the mountain, on the wind in pictures and the officiant goes oh my gosh that was the most amazing moment can I get the video she's talking to the videographers she goes can I get the video and the videographer goes oh well we didn't get that and she and I looked at each other and went you didn't get that like that was the moment mm-hmm. of the ceremony that was the money shot and you didn't get it what were you doing yeah. It's a 15-minute ceremony.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I, one of the founders of Wedding Wire got married, and I said to him, which I say to everybody I know that's getting married, I said, you know, tell me who your vendors are, and told me the photographers, amazing photographers, and I said, who's your videographer? He said, we, we weren't thinking about having video. I said, you're going to have video, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you why you're going to have video. And uh, the very first article I ever wrote for a wedding magazine for couples, a beautiful bride magazine, was about why you need video. And the title was, Let's Watch Our First Dance. Oh, that's right, we can't. Oh And, but here's the story. So I told you I'm married a long time, happily married. And we don't have video. And the reason we don't have video is not, was a, it was not a choice. No one offered it to us. No, none of our friends had it when they got married before us. My sister didn't have it. Nobody, it, we didn't say we don't want it. We didn't know we could have it. Right. But years later, I found in my parents' basement, I don't know if they were moving at the time, but we found I found this box, and my parents. When I was a kid, we had an eight millimeter movie projector, uh-huh. little eight millimeter reels, and this box had all these little eight millimeter reels, and it had some bigger ones that had been spliced together. And there was one instead of in a metal tin, it was in a clear container. I'm like, huh, what's that? So I take out the old projector, which weighed a ton, and I projected it onto a wall, and I'm watching my parents' wedding. Oh,
2: 1954.
1: Wow. And I'm watching this going, why did I not know this existed? And it was right before their 40th anniversary. So I had one of my videographer clients digitize all of that, which at the time was putting it on VHS. (laughs) (laughs) And he had a time code. And what we did is all of the eight millimeter reels when my sister and I were born and little kids and then um, the Uh, my kids were born, so we had VHS and stuff like that. And what we did was we put it together into a 40 year timeline. Wow. So there was no sound in the beginning, but we did music of the decades. So fifties music, sixties music, you know, and then when it came to my sons in the late eighties and nineties, we had nineties music, whether we had sound, sound then. And we gave it to him for their 40th anniversary. How oh, sweet. And the videographer said, listen, you should make it like eight minutes. I was like, I, I can't. I, I just can't. It's 40 years. I, I can't make it eight minutes. Um, and it was about 20 minutes. And we had five copies made for us, my parents, my sister, my grandparents, and my aunt and uncle. I have one aunt and uncle, my mother's brother. And we sent the tapes around to everybody. And my aunt and uncle were like, we just watched the video. And my sister, we just watched the video. And my grandma was like, how do you work this thing? <laughs> I, but right now my sons can watch their grandparents wedding
0: that's amazing and they
1: can't watch ours and my best friend's son is engaged right now and uh, they got married a year before my wife and I did I was in the wedding party they didn't have video either and we were just with his son and it's funny you mentioned about having not met I've never met the fiance (laughs) Um, but with the son and they're Consulting with me and asking, you know, who should we, uh, you know, who should we use for different vendors and stuff like that? And We went to his son's place of business. He's a pharmacist and there we are with his parents and us and I said Video and he goes well, we weren't thinking about it. And I said, all right, Brian Your parents don't have video How much would it be worth right now if you could watch their wedding? And he said priceless I said you want some recommendations? (laughs) And I gave him a list, not a big list, but I gave him a list. And I said, this first guy on the list, these are all people I know. The first guy on the list is freaking amazing if it works in your budget, because you obviously weren't budgeting it for it. And they contacted him and they booked him. Wow. And it's gonna be amazing. It, it is, it's just because I've seen his work. It's gonna be amazing. And like a great photographer, he's not there to make it happen. Right. He's there to capture that. And then the it's all in the editing. Like we watch movies. And how much ends up on the cutting room floor? Right. right. It's crazy. Just like, you know, how many thousand pictures do you take? How many do you actually end up using? Right. But you, you have that ability. You know, back, back in the day, <laughs> you know, when you had to put another film cartridge on, another film cartridge on, uh-huh. you know, you didn't have that. You didn't have that ability. Say, let me get another one. Let me get another one. Like another one. You, you can do that. And it's different. I have my wedding picture on my phone and yeah. that's and that's precious yeah but I, I you know I wouldn't watch the video much and but this is what I tell couples I said it's not how often it gets watched it's what it means to the people who watch it when they do right which could be long after you're gone yeah right I mean you know great great whatever <laughs> grandchildren yeah could be watching that it's you know what what a treasure We all like go in our grandparents attic and Right. And you find that box of old photos, right. We find the old sepia tones of the people from the old country, you know, (laughs) literally from the old country. What a treasure, what a treasure. And so when you're thinking about where you're going to invest your money for your wedding, invest in the things that are important. There are certain things you need people to have a great time on that day. They will, if they're having a great time dancing, mediocre food will get by. It shouldn't because there should be no such thing as mediocre food, but it would get by, right? right. If they're not dancing, they're going to notice the food. Now, I want them to have great food. I want them to have a great time dancing. But then I want you to be able to remember that. And, you know, part of this really is you, the couple are going to be only in your place wherever you are at any one given time. There's a lot going on that you're not going to see. Right. And that's why, you know, having the right DJ MC, having the right photographer, videographer, having things for people to do, you know, what about if they don't dance, right. you know, what are they going to do? You know, they to just sit all night, you know, or do you have a photo booth or do you have lawn games? If it's, you know, during the day, do you have something else for them to do? That's just surprise, you know?
0: Well, and we, we always ask our couples, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how dancey is your group? Because I know, so when we got married, obviously Russ being a DJ, dancing and music was really important to him. Me being a photographer, all I cared about was my pictures. Um, and so, but I also knew that my group was not a very dancey group. I knew we were going to have a relatively small wedding. I knew there weren't we weren't going to have you know 400 people or even 100 people. I think we ended up with 30, <laughs> um, but we were going to have a small wedding. And so I. I cared about great music because I knew it set, set the ambiance. But to me, I didn't need this huge dance party. Right. Um, but he, music was important. So he hired a local artist who had been on American Idol to come and sing our first dance song Wow! and surprise me. And so we both got what was important to us. And I think that's a question. In fact, I just posted a blog post about this of the two best questions I think you can ask are what's important to us as a couple and what do we want our guests to remember when they leave our wedding
1: i actually teach uh, venues and, and other vendors that ask the question your wedding on the weekend everybody goes back to work on monday
2: mm-hmm.
1: all the coworkers knew they went to a wedding right you're showing off the new dress the new shoes the hairstyle right pictures right. on on social media stuff like that you're getting all that stuff there and they're going to get asked how was the wedding yeah what's the review that you want them to say right and and that's it what what is the review you want and and then you have basically you have to shut up as the wedding professional which is why one of my books is called shut up and sell more which you know yes and the reason is is you don't learn anything new when you're talking you only learn when you're listening so what is the most important thing that you want them to remember and then help them i also have two other questions i like to, to be asked which are what have you seen at other weddings that you definitely want at yours? And what have you seen that you don't want? Yes. And let's talk about that. I go, I go to a wedding, and if it's excessive, you know, people just showing off their wealth, uh-huh. that bothers me because yeah. there's, no, it, there's no why to that. It's just because we can. Right. And then I've been to weddings of people who have the means, but it was the why was showing yeah and i went to one that was in wine country and by charlottesville virginia and the name cards it was a a cork and your name card was stuck into the cork and stuff it's like okay they love wine everybody knows that they love wine it's in wine country (laughs) we're at vineyards and stuff yeah this is right yeah and it wasn't too much food and it wasn't it wasn't too much anything it was just right yeah and and that's what you want it to be It, it should be about you you know showing this is what's important to us we want to show you our guests, this, these are things that are important to us. You don't have to like what we like again, get, you know, get our why there, but understand that we did invite these hundred people, 30 people, uh, hundred people, 125, I think was mine or 200 or 300 or 400 or whatever it is. Yeah. But these are the things that are important and it, it, our wedding is different because it's about, it, it's us, Right. but it's us hosting the party for you. Because you came to celebrate the fact that we got married. How's that for coming full
0: circle? That's perfect. (laughs) That is perfect full circle. So one last question that I want to talk about, and then we will wrap this all up. This has been a fabulous conversation. I've so enjoyed it. Budgets. Mm -hmm. Because most often people don't know what to ask, and they don't know... They think they have an idea of what things cost. And I hear oftentimes that couples get frustrated because they say, oh, you throw a wedding, you throw a wedding in front of it. And it jacks the price up and goes exorbitant. And on the one hand, I go, yeah, but it only happens once. If you do it right, it only happens once. But
1: but, but, but let's talk about why you go to a restaurant. And this actually happened when I was in Salt Lake, where I was at the, at the event that The Knot had there. Okay. And a question came up on the app that people were using the audience, which were wedding professionals. And it said, could somebody please tell couples that they should expect to spend for their wedding catering at least what they would spend in a restaurant for an appetizer entree and dessert? Which is a fair statement. Yes. And I'm going to be presenting here at this conference <laughs> tomorrow, and I'm gonna, I'm going to put that up. And then the next slide says, where do they eat? Right. And there's going to be three pictures.
0: Are you enjoying Why Weddings? If you answered yes, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Why Weddings Podcast, where I share even more traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. See you on the gram. Now, back to the show.
1: And there's going to be three pictures. Chilies, mm-hmm. Capital Grill... Yep. And the French Laundry. Yep. Chili's has the two for 25. Uh huh. Appetizer, entree, dessert. If your couple is used to going to Chili's and their guests. This is important. Their guests are used to going to Chili's. Then maybe $25 a person for catering is fine. Right. Because they're framing their their point of reference is that's fine. If the couple is used to going, but their guests are not, because their guests are Capital Grill guests, their guests will might might be disappointed because that to them is not a nice is not as nice of a dinner. Okay, but if you're used to going to the Capitol Grill, well, all of a sudden you're going to be spending hundred dollars a person or more right. on that. And if you're used to going to the French Laundry, where the cheapest dinner is three hundred and fifty dollars prepaid six months in advance <laughs> for a menu which you don't know what it's going to be, you know, you. You have to put everything in perspective Yes. and say, where is the most important thing? So where do couples get their budget? Well, couples get their budget a few places. Some have a really finite budget. This is our budget. However, all budgets are made up. Somebody had to make them up. Yes. And all budgets are fungible because they can be changed Mm -hmm. up or down. Yep. 75% roughly of couples will go over their budget. About 10% will hit their budget. And there's another percentage or so that will come under their budget. Okay, but most will go over and the reason they go over is because they don't realize how many different things are involved in a wedding, right? A wedding caterer is not jacking the price up because it's a wedding. There's more involved, but you don't see it. Yep. I know that when you guys DJ a wedding, you're investing 30 to 40 hours in that.
0: at least. Right, at least
1: and I know that when you're doing photography, between the time before the wedding, time at the wedding, and the time after the wedding of going through all those photos, editing, retouching, all those kind of things. Again, it's countless hours that they will never see. Right. And that's the problem with human nature is we don't value what we don't see. Mm-hmm. As a professional speaker, when I get on stage and you've seen me, yep. it looks easy.
0: Yes, it does.
1: It looks easy because I've been presenting for over 20 years. I'm a certified speaking professional one of 800 in the world and one of 36 global speaking fellows in the world and when I give a speech like here tomorrow I've spoken at this conference every year for years when I give this speech tomorrow uh, two tomorrow next day I'm doing four of them I will have invested 30 40 50 hours into each one right and that's why it looks easy yep the amount of time that the DJ MC spends before preparing to make it go so smoothly has to get paid for Mm -hmm. the amount of time. If you think about it, you want to cook for two people. You go to the grocery store, you buy food, you cook for two people, right? Now you want to cook for 150 people. (laughs) You need those 150 people to get their plates within about 15 minutes of each other so that people aren't done too soon. You need every one of those dishes to look exactly the same, come out hot, taste the same. So everybody's having the same experience. Yep. It takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more prep work. It takes a lot more prep time. We walk into a room and we sit down at a table and the table is set. And there's a charger and there's dishes and there's glassware and there's flatware and there's flowers and there's chair sashes and you name it. All that stuff is there. And you gave no thought to how that happened. Right. Somebody did that. Yep. Flowers. They, they didn't go to the grocery store and buy their flowers. Somebody had to do that. But we also have to allow for the fact that there's a creative element. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I remember being in an art gallery with my son. My son's a graphic designer, so he was an art major. And we were looking at, um, I, I think it was, was it a photo? It was either a photo or a piece of art. Anyway, it was $300 was the price on it. I said, why is that $300? Why is it not $3,000? Yeah. And the only difference is somebody willing to pay for that. Yep. Uh, there was a famous story with Pablo Picasso. Yes. You know, this, the napkin story. Yes. Have you ever told that here?
0: I have not told that here. <laughs>
1: so the he's in a restaurant and he's somebody asks him to draw him a picture. Yep. So he takes a napkin, he draws a picture and he hands it to them. They said, well, you didn't sign it. He goes, no, the picture is free. The signature is $5,000. Yep. Right. So if you want to prove that it's a Picasso, there you go. But, but it's this creative piece. You know, uh, an author gets paid for their creativity with the book. An artist gets paid for their creativity. Photographer gets paid for their creativity. The caterer gets paid for their creativity. Because you can always get it cheaper, Yep. but you'll get different results. So what you're paying for is the results that you want. And if you're in business yourself, you know, if you're a bride or a groom or you're in business yourself, you want to get paid for the value that you bring. People don't jack up the price because it's a wedding. Nope. They jack up the price, and that's really the wrong phrase. They charge more because more goes into it. A DJ, you or Russ, could show up tonight and have people have a good time at a, at a party. Yes. It's not a wedding. No, you didn't have to make introductions. You didn't have to know was going to be there. You didn't have to go through the do not playlist and the I want you to playlist. You didn't have to coordinate with the caterer and the photographer and the videographer and all those things that you have to do at a wedding. But you could show up and have people have a good time. Yep. And you know what? If somebody's DJ got sick and you had to fill in, you would go and make people have a good time at that wedding. Yes, it would not be the way you would want it to be because you didn't get to do the 30, 40 hours ahead of time. Right. So the price is higher because more goes into it. I understand why people have a hard time with that because they can't see what went into it right and that's really what it is if you can't see it it's hard to value it
0: it is and it's funny because i think mark farrell is the one who says a wedding day you want to create the magic without showing them how the magic's made and that makes it hard because they expect it to be magical I mean, we've we've been watching chick flicks and fairy tales since we were three years old, <laughs> most of us. So we expect it to be magical, and we just expect it to be magical. We don't see the fairy godmother that turns the the rags into a ball gown.
1: Well, it's funny because we're here in Vegas, and pen and teller, uh huh, famously tell people how they do their tricks. Yes, but you're still amazed when they do it. Yep. So they told you what they're doing. They told you exactly. Pulled back the curtain said, this is what I'm going to be doing. I saw um, Pan Gillette speak at a speaker's conference, and he's, he was talking to us, and he said, I'm going to tell you how I, how you eat fire, and then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And he told us. Told us exactly what's going on behind the scenes, all this kind of stuff, and what feels in his mouth, and all this, and all the practice, and all the whatever. And you're like, okay, right? I know exactly <laughs> what you And then he does it, and you're still amazed.
0: You're like, Wow. Right. Okay. Right.
1: So it's, it's, you have to, you hire the people that you want to give you the results you want. Yep. And when somebody says to me, and I'm going to be teaching this to the vendors over here, when someone says, yeah, but I can get a lower price over there. I said, yes, you can have their price or you can have our results. Right. If you want our results, you have to pay our price. We charge the price we do because we give you the results that we do. Somebody else charges the price they do because they're going to give you their results. Right now, if you can't perceive any difference, you'll go for the cheaper price. Yep. But if you can, and some of those are intangible by the way, yes, some of the, I perceive this to be a higher value is an intangible thing. Very much like why does somebody drive buy a Mercedes when a Hyundai on paper has all of the same safety features and all of those things. Well, there's an intangible to be driving the Mercedes. Now we could right. say that the Mercedes is better, but is it twice as much better? You know, is it, or is it just a little bit better, but there's something to that. Right. You know, it's just the designer labels whatever, something to that. So you have to decide as a couple, what's important to you in terms of the results. And then you put your money towards your priorities. Yes. If food is a priority, money goes to food, Yep. right? I would say, and I am not a photographer or a videographer or a DJ, um, I would say those are some of the most important things. Matter of fact, the two biggest regrets people have after a wedding are not having a planner and not having a videographer, because most people have a photographer and people will have music. But the two biggest regrets is they didn't have a planner. Right. It's not that they had a DJ and it wasn't the one they wanted. They, they had music. They didn't have a planner and they didn't realize because we watched the movies and J-Lo did such a great job in the right. movie, right? And, and everything is great. Well, you didn't have a J-Lo, right? If you had a J-Lo, then yours, you could have that. Your
0: event would have been amazing. There you
1: go. Or a Franck, right? Yes. Or whatever. But, but that's the difference is you regret what you didn't have once yes. you realize that you didn't have it. So put your money towards the things that are most important. Have the must-have list. You can have the, well, if we have money, it's this. As far as how much to invest, you hear an an, an annual survey says that this is the average amount. Well, the average amount is an average amount. Right. And some people are right around that, but that means there are people above it and people that are below it. Right. And then you have to decide what that is. I live in New Jersey, which has the highest state average cost of a wedding. Not the highest city average, because that's New York City. Right. But New Jersey has the highest state average, followed by Rhode Island, which has the second highest state average. Who would have thunk, right?
0: All those little <clears throat> states.
1: Right. New Jersey, the most densely populated state. Rhode yeah. Island has Newport and stuff like that. And New right. Jersey Northern is like New York City, so it's pretty close there. So you decide that... I, I remember my friend calling me up, and his daughter in New Jersey was engaged. And he said, what's the average wedding? And now this was in Northern Jersey. This is a bunch of years ago. I said, well, the average wedding around that part of the country is $62,000. And he's like, because <laughs> he was paying a third, his ex-wife was paying, and then the groom's parents were paying, right? Okay. And he was basically a, a blank check
2: because yeah.
1: whatever they decided to spend. And I told him, I said, Greg, it's about $62,000. He's like, whoa, I said, no, no. That's the average wedding in that part of the country. Your daughter's not having an average wedding, <laughs> right? Right. So, um, and then, uh, you know, kind of on that same line, my friend whose son is engaged when his older son got married three years ago, my friend said, listen, we want to help them. What's the right thing to do? You know, do I say we'll pay a third because the uh-huh. bride's parents were going to pay? He, I, he said, do I just give him a check for a certain amount or, you know, what do I do? I said, well, I would either say, here's a check. You do what you want with it. Put a down payment on the house, put it towards the wedding, do whatever you want. Or we will pay for these things. Right. Like my parents paid for the band. They paid for the flowers at my wedding, so they chose those things and they paid for that, and then spent on their budget what they wanted to spend on those things. Yeah. So I know that they spent. My mother spent more on flowers at my wedding than my mother-in-law would have done,
2: because uh-huh.
1: my mother went to her florist and you know right. whatever. Um, and the band they hired the band that did my sister's wedding the year before, so <laughs> there was the budget, right? Right. <clears throat> And and our choice was thank you. Yes. <laughs> that that's it. Yes. So when it <clears throat> comes to the dreaded B word, if you do it once, you want to do it right, and you wanna again get a great officiant who will help you have a great ceremony. Great ceremony sounds, everybody can hear every word, and then think about the party that you wanna throw for your friends and family to celebrate the fact that you got married the one and only time that you're ever gonna get married. Or or at least the last time you're ever gonna get married.
0: Yes, the last time you ever get married. Right. No, I love that. Thank you so much for being here and taking time. I know you are super busy with this conference coming up, so I really appreciate you taking an evening and chatting with me and our listeners. I've so enjoyed our conversation.
1: Me too. Where? And you caught me before my, my voice went away from the conference.
0: Yay, <laughs> even better. We've <laughs> we've been battling voice issues in our house. It's,
1: so. it's dry here in Vegas. So.
0: It is. Last thing, where can everybody find you?
1: Uh, well, you go to my website, allenberg.com, A-L-A-N-B-E-R-G.com, or you can find me on uh, Amazon. I don't know if you want to read my books, but Wedding and vent Industry. Uh, go to allenberg.guru, G-U-R-U. Take me right to my Amazon page. You'll see my five books there in English, y todo disponible en español.
0: Wonderful. Thank you again so much. You're
1: welcome, Morgan. This was fun. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. Hopefully we get to have you back on soon. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at Morgan at YWeddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Y Weddings. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Muscape Studios.